Hey, everybody, it's Saturday night. How about this? This has been a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun the rest of this night. We're just going to take a few more minutes. Uh, let me again say thank you for coming. I know a lot of you guys uh, met on the way in, so I know there's a lot of guests here tonight. Uh, we'll be doing this all weekend. We've got several services tomorrow, so uh, thank you for those of you that made space for tomorrow. Uh, so we're going to have fun tonight, but thanks for coming. Great job, band. Those guys just, wow, phenomenal, really good, really good stuff. I can't believe it is already this time of the year, like Christmas is in two days from now. So happy Christmas Eve, Eve, everyone. As I heard someone today say, uh, they said, happy Christmas, Adam. Never heard that before. Christmas, because Eve is tomorrow, Adam's today. Okay, so I heard that, I heard that just moments ago, I was like, I didn't get it at first, so you didn't either, I can tell, it just kind of rolled right off, you're like, what? So, uh, well, hey, so we're, we're going to talk for a few minutes, I want to just share some really cool things with you, but let me just tell you, um, how many of you guys have ever had, like, as a parent, like, an epic fail as a parent? Anybody? All right, so let me tell you a story, a few years ago, actually three or four years ago, I had probably one of my most epic failures as a dad. Uh, I've never shared this story ever. Uh, I, I'm pretty embarrassed of it, but I lost a child once. I, like Not like misplaced a child for a few moments, like for hours lost my child. So a few years ago, we went to, uh, how many of you guys have been to Callaway Gardens, Fantasy and Lights? All right. Now, Fantasy and Lights is massive, right? I mean, you know how crowded it can be. Now, we always try to go when we think there's going to be the, the, the smallest crowd possible. But we elected one year to go and do the whole bike through Callaway thing. How many of you guys have ever biked through Callaway during Fantasy and Lights? All right, so the night we went, we, we were trying to figure out, like, try to beat the rush. We got there, and it, it took us forever to get into the park because every child, every mom, every dad was there with a bike, ready to roll. And we were like, whoa, this is this is crazy. This is madness. Now, my family, we had, we had several families with us and probably 15 kids between us. So we all kind of decided, all right, we're going to like, you know, lead the pack and someone's going to stay in the back of the pack and we're all going to kind of manage our kids and everyone's going to be safe. So I'm going to lead the way, right? I've got like spotlights all over me. I'm rigged up, ready to rock and roll. I get into lights. Pocket knives and lives. I have this fetish for light, for knives and little flashlights. So I've literally, I've got flashlights all over my body, all over my bike. My kids are all lit up, all right? So we get ready to go, and uh, right before we take off, my middle daughter, Ashley, and all my, my kids are here in the house tonight, which is a lot of fun. I just got a daughter home from college tonight. Uh, but my middle daughter, Ashley, uh, she's new to the biking world, right? This is several years back. Uh, we live on our dirt road. We, li- we live way up a steep hill, so nobody bikes at my house, right? It's one of the shame on dad things. We just, we don't bike uh, because there's really nowhere to really ride. So Ash is new on the whole bike thing, so I'm going to have Ash stay with me. Uh, I've got her bike lit up. I've got a bike helmet on her, and she's got a light on her helmet. Well, right before we get ready to go, I don't know what we're doing. I'm trying to hold my bike up, and I fidget and do something. We tump her bike over, and we bust her headlight on her bike. So all she has now is the, the headlamp that I put on her, and I think I forgot to change the batteries and that. So I'm thinking, all right, Ash, you stay right with Dad. We'll be totally safe. It'll be all good. So 
we get ready to take off. I lead the pack, and all these kids are going with us. And all of a sudden, I'm trying to keep kids from rushing off and, and getting way too far ahead. And I look around, and I can't find Ash. So I stop all the kids with me. I'm like, call Christy, Christy. Where are you at? She's like, I'm, I, we're just now leaving. We're, and we've gone for five minutes. Like, well, you're supposed to be with us. So have you seen Ashley? Nope, haven't seen Ash. So I call several more friends who are on this bike path with us. And now Callaway's got, I think this is like nine miles of lights, right? We're starting out. We're just starting, and I do not know where my daughter's at. So I pause the kids. Another dad rides up. I ride all the way back. I probably go back a mile. I check out thousands of people who were there waiting, still ready to go. People are all on the bike path. Ash is not back there. So I think somehow she's gotten ahead of me. So I come fly. I catch our group. And for the entire evening, I feel like, I feel like some weird stalker guy as I drive by several kids who are wearing a white coat with a, you know, like a pink, you know, uh, head bandana on or something. And I'm like, hey, Ash, hey, Ash. And, and peer parents are looking at me. So now I'm asking people like, hey, have you seen a little girl? She's got, you know, she's about this tall. She's wearing a pink, you know, headband. She's got, you know, a, a, you know, I don't know what she's wearing. I'm trying to describe like I remember, but like a white coat. And people are looking at me like, you lost your child? What a jerk. What a bad father. So I'm feeling like, like what a loser I am. This is the worst night of my life. We get several miles into this thing. I've called everybody I know. I've called Christy, and I'm like, look, I don't care what happens. There could be people up in the woods. My daughter could be abducted. This is not happening. I'll shut this place down. Where are the floodlights? I'm like looking for the floodlights. I want lights on. I want my daughter found. We get security searching for Allie, or Ashley. Nobody can find her. Nobody can find her. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm frazzled at this point. I mean, I've, I'm feeling pathetic because she was going to be under my watch. I can't find her anywhere. And I'm thinking she is probably on the side of the road crying her eyes out, right? I've lost my parents, crying her eyes out, upset. We bike. We continue. The entire night, night goes. I never find her. Never. I get to the very end. And she's already at the end. She's with some of our friends. And she's like, what? Didn't even know she was lost. Right? So one of those parent epic fails, right? I, I, I hugged her. I kissed her all over. I mean, Ash, is, Ash knows she's my, she's my special girl. So to lose Ashley in that moment, in that night, was like, was, was terrible for me. You've been there before? You ever done something like that? Or, or you, you, probably you've never lost a kid, I know. Right? But you're on the eve of losing a kid, right? Like you, you turn around and you hope they're behind you, right? I felt like I've, I lost my daughter for good. And I'm telling you, I, I did everything within my power to find my baby girl. I mean, I love my daughter. I would, I would I, if there was a brick wall, I would have run through it that night to find my baby girl. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to the whole Christmas story, when it comes to God sending his son to be on the earth. Essentially what happened was the story I just told. God essentially recognized that our world was at a place where it was it was destitute, it was dark. There the world as God was looking down saw our world and it was broken. I mean, we had Adam and Eve blow it from the very beginning. And from the very beginning until now, essentially what God has been doing 
has been pursuing us. God has pursued us with the intent that I had of rescuing and saving my little girl, although she had no idea that she was lost, right? She found friends. She made it fine. But all I could think of was my little girl being without her dad, being sad and brokenhearted. So essentially what God has done, what God did for us, was, was seek us out, search us out, and at all costs pursue us. Not because he was mad at us, not because he was upset, because he was angry. I mean, when I found Ashley, all I wanted to do was just lock arms with her and tell her how much dad loved her and remind her, I'm sorry, I blew it, right? So what God has done from the very beginning of time till now is pursue us. So here's the thing. God will go to great lengths to pursue us. Let me show you this. In John chapter 8, verse 12, and I'm going to give you a couple verses tonight, and then we're going to wrap things up. But this is, this is an unbelievable verse. So if you're here tonight, and you're, you're, uh, you're the kid on the bike, and maybe you've gone down the road a pretty good ways, and you're your light isn't shining all so bright. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe your world's been broken. There's some junk in your past. Um, things haven't gone right. Th- this, is, this is an unbelievable, powerful uh, description of who God is. In fact, these are Jesus' words. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said this in John chapter 8, verse 12. He says, him speaking to a group of people, he said, I am the light, I love this, the light of the world, uh, basically insinuating that there was a place in time when God looked down from heaven and he said, wow, the world looks rough. I mean, there, there's, there's, there's all sorts of like destructive behaviors, people hurting each other, a, a lack of love, a lack of hope, a lack of a lack of a lot, and he looked down and just saw a broken world, broken-hearted world, and said, I've got to, I'm going to do something about this. And he sent his son Jesus to basically be the missionary on earth to model grace, to model love, to model forgiveness. So essentially what happened was God sent his son as a baby, was birthed on this earth, and there all of a sudden we had God in a bod, God in a body, God in a physical body. He grew up, he lived this perfect sinless life, um, modeled, like, just did the perfect job modeling what it looked like to sacrifice, to love unconditionally, to serve others, uh, a perfect model, perfect model uh, for us to say, yeah, this guy had to be God, but it didn't stop with him modeling things perfectly. When he grew up, he became a man and, and, and loved and sacrificed and continued to do other things. But at the end of his life, he willingly chose to give up his life, to give his very breath, allowed his body to be beaten, and to go to a cross and take away the sins of the world, to clean things up, to solve things, to begin what we understand in Scripture is making all things new, brand new. Um, and so he gave his life on the cross and then three days later, he rose from the dead, proving and solidifying that he's God. Now, there's, now, now, if you track with other religions in the world, there's a lot of other religions out there that had a guy, that had a cause, that had a message, right? Even some of them were martyrs and went and died. But the thing that separates 
Christianity, from every other world religion in an unbelievable, like you cannot deny it kind of way, is that our guy predicted he was going to die, went and got dead, and rose back from the dead. So the God in the body proved that he was God in a body by rising from the dead. And so what we see in this passage is when John is writing this and Jesus is saying this, Jesus is speaking to these people, he says, I'm the light of the world. Some of you, man, you're, you're still in darkness. And I've come to bring light, light. I've come to bring hope. I am the light of the world. Whoever, will, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. I think that is unbelievable. Whoever gives their heart to me, whoever says, Jesus, I, I need you. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm in need of a rescue. I need salvation. I need to be forgiven. Whoever follows me will never walk in, walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, what does that mean? Who will have the light of life? Jesus is just saying, hey, if you give your heart to me, I'll, 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 I'll forgive you of your sins. I'll, I'll save you from your sin, the penalty of your sin, and I'll give you hope and a promise of eternal security, meaning you won't go to hell, you'll go to heaven, and you'll get to live for eternity with me in heaven. So when Jesus says to us, if you give your heart to me, you'll never walk in, walk in darkness, but you will have the light of life, that's what he's saying. You think about the Christmas story and the baby in a manger. That's what that represented. The baby in the manger meant that we could have our worlds, our lives turned upside down and given hope because Jesus came to save, like Jed just said, saying a minute ago. Jesus came to save. The baby in the manger meant Jesus came to save. And here's the thing. I wanted to illustrate this tonight by doing this. So, what was Jesus doing on this earth? What did he come to do? Let me show you this. You guys can come up. Jesus came to be the light of the world. Now, in just a minute, we're going to light up some candles. And I don't know if you guys can dim the room a tad, if that works at all. But 2,000 years ago, God put Jesus on this planet. And Jesus came to say, he said, I have come to be the light of the world. Now I want to read you one more, one more verse. As we start to light this room up and see these candles shine, you guys can look around and see what this looks like. But in John chapter 3, most of us, we know John 3.16. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, and whoever believes in him would not perish, but have what? Everlasting light. Now, the very next verse is equally important, but I think it's incredible in the way that God says this, or Jesus says this. For God did not send, this is John three seventeen, the very next verse. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. So as God pursued us, as God from the very beginning of, beginning of time until now, has been pursuing us. He didn't pursue us because he was mad at us. He pursued us because he loved us. 
For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but what, what, notice this, but to save the world through Him. Here's the thing. Jesus said, I'm the light. Whoever puts their hope in me will never live in darkness. Jesus is the light of the world. He's the hope of the world. Now, in the very same way that we just lit this room up, God's been doing that through His Son Jesus since the beginning of time until now. And so God's been lighting up people's lives. The question for us tonight, and I think the question for you maybe individually tonight is, is God lighting up your life? Because He wants to light your light up. He wants every person to know His hope, to know that they have a hope in a future through Him. Now, if you guys just want to look around this room a little bit quick, this, this is really cool. Every person in this room is holding a candle. Every person is holding a room, holding a candle, that is an example of Jesus being the light of the world. Here's my hope tonight. My hope is that there might be somebody or maybe several people in this room tonight that maybe you showed up tonight and it's not an accident that you're here. (laughs) You're like, dude, someone brought me to church and I haven't been to church in forever or maybe never. Could it be that tonight God brought you here to allow your heart to be lit up with his grace, with his love, with his forgiveness? What would it be like tonight if you went home and you didn't have to blow that out? I mean, like not physically the candle. But I mean, what if you went home tonight and you gave your heart to Jesus and he said, son or daughter, or man, or woman, hey, I forgive you. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. And I'm going to give you life. Life eternity. You'll never go to hell. You'll never suffer like that because you've given your heart to me and I'm going to give you my salvation. I'm going to free you from sin and I'm going to give you eternal life with me in heaven. What would it be like tonight if you said yes to God's hope for you to know him. That'd be pretty cool. I'm going to invite our band to come on up. And that's, wow, I am good. Wow. These guys are going to close us with a song. Uh, Jed and the team are going to wrap this up with a song. I'm going to ask you guys to stand with us tonight. And I'm going to pray for us. And you can hold these candles throughout this song. And when you're done, you can, you can blow them out. And on your way out tonight... You can drop them. There'll be a bin outside. But here, here's what I want to ask. If there'd be anyone in this room tonight, and this is my heart, and I think this is the heart of this church, and this is the heart of God. God, God has pursued you even here tonight. Not to say you're bad or you're wrong or I'm mad at you. No, no, no. In the very same way that I stopped at nothing to find my sweet daughter Ashley to say, Daddy, so sorry I lost you. I love you with all my heart, Ash. Please forgive me. In the very same way, God wants every person in this room to know that he loves you and he wants you to understand and have his forgiveness. So I'm going to pray, and if you're here tonight and you're someone in this room who would say, I'm in need of a Savior, I'm in need of what Jesus is offering, And I want to be saved tonight.
I'm going to ask everyone in this room to bow your heads with me just for a moment and for you to personally pray this prayer to God tonight and ask Him to save you. Scripture says, if we confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord, Scripture says, you will be saved. Pray with me. God, we love you, and I thank you so much for salvation in Jesus. Lord, I pray that tonight um, you would you would allow us to recognize your freedom, your forgiveness, and your grace. And Lord, for, for every person that's here that may not know you, God, I pray right now that they would simply just say to you, just, just completely just heart to heaven right now. Jesus, I'm asking you to be the leader and forgiver of my life. I'm asking this right now, God, save me. In your precious name we pray, amen. Friends and church, family, we love you. And let me just ask this. If anyone made that decision tonight, I'm not going to call you out. But uh, share that with someone around you. If you made Jesus leader and forgiver of your life, let someone know. We'd love to know as well. But make sure you tell someone around you. Go ahead, Jim. Thanks for coming tonight.